It's really hard to do Matthew McConaughey's True Detective. Yeah. He does these little whistles with his mouth, like, no, no. <laughs> sort of like, sort of like he goes, hey, Marsh. And he like does a little whistle, yeah. like if he's just saying anything. It's more like, um, and, and, it's, and it's really hard around this part of town. <laughs> and, I, uh, and, I, and I'm having a HSP for dinners. <laughs> yeah, like that. There are spoilers in this show. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different and arguably better way of experiencing cinema. A little bit different there, Rob. Oh, yeah. Slight twist on the usual format. With little to no knowledge about it beforehand, my name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is the home of the Whopper, Oliver Deer. It's me, Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks is in the building, everybody. Now, if we have any American listeners, that's a little bit of a Burger King. Burger King. I wonder what the the subtitle for Burger King is, this caption. No, the subtitle of Burger King is Home of the Whopper, but oh. the subtitle of Hungry Jacks is The Burgers Are Better. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Didn't even think of that. This is the uh, the fast food podcast. Mm. Uh, we're going to be discussing yeah. some uh, fast food today. There's actually a bit of a social issue going on with the chain known as Hungry Jack's and Burger King. Oh, no. What's happening? Um, unfortunately, it's 2017 and we still don't have any Burger Queen <laughs> or any queen of any nature. It's blatant sexism. Yeah. Yeah. Are you waiting for me to jump in and... I <laughs> uh, no, I just I just want you to... I think you, you at me for one second and I can both then. agree <laughs> it is 2017. That's Is that a fact? Is it 2017? Yeah, 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 okay. I just checked. I just checked. All right. Okay. Well, that, I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Do you want to yeah. know, a, do you wanna know a, an actual interesting fact about Hungry Jackson Burger King? Yeah. The reason why it's not called Burger King in Australia, this is real, mm-hmm. is that in like northern Queensland, I think it's northern Queensland, there's this one little family company that called themselves the Burger Kings. I oh, know. And uh, they wouldn't budge on their name. Mm. And that's why it's now Hungry Jack's in Australia. Yeah. And there's one, the Burger Kings, yeah. still in Australia. Mm. I can't wait <laughs> until... <laughs> I can't wait until we have um, Fill Your Face with Ace. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> because, you know, Ace, Jack, King... Oh, yes. So you got to fill your face. Oh, that's very yeah. good. What would fill your face with Ace sell? Uh, this is an improv sesh. Uh, b- b- burgers. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> burgers, yeah. but with a tennis theme. Oh, yeah. So, like an Ace. Yeah. They'd a foul. Have, they've had um, the Wimbledon kebab. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> that is very good. I thought my little... I was, I was going from... Foul, meaning like you hit the ball yeah. out to like the burger is like a turkey, like a foul oh, okay. yeah. kind of thing. They've had they would have a racket of ribs. That's good. <laughs> we shouldn't be recording this. We should be saving they this would... gold. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build a restaurant. I don't know what they would sell. What rhymes with Hewitt? Who cares? What are we? What are we going to be All right, talking today, about today? We we went and saw a little film called The Dark Tower, an adaptation. From Stephen King's magnum opus series, The Dark Tower. Yep. First in that one's The Gunslinger. I have read The Gunslinger. I haven't read the rest. I was a bit of a bad boy who jumped on the bad bandwagon. The bad wagon, because yes. you're a bad boy. Yes. I jumped on when I heard they were making this film, and I thought, I'm going to read the books and be smart when it comes out and know the difference and stuff. Yep. So although I haven't seen the trailers, I have visualized mm. the images in my mind of what I would hope 
it looks like. So you could argue because that... Because I've read that bo- that one book. So you could argue that you would go in with more knowledge about this than me. Possibly. Well, it depends because... You'd because... have more expansive knowledge, mm. but I'd have more specific yes. knowledge. But The Dark Tower isn't actually an adaptation of The Gunslinger. It's Mm-mm. an adaptation of the series. Yeah. Just the Eight whole books. Just the whole series. It's in, it's in a movie. Can you so, imagine if... Sort of. Can you imagine if Harry Potter was released as one movie and it was just called Harry Potter? Yeah. You know, if that's the same thing. It's seven books yeah. condensed into one thing. Yeah. Actually, we might revisit that yeah. analogy later. Oh, thank you very and, much. Yeah. Is that good? We'll revisit it? it later and we would we can talk about what Harry Potter would be like if it was made in the same style as this Dark Tower movie was. Yep, okay. All right. Great. But anyway, um, I thought before I open with a little thought, I'll just tell you some listener feedback we've had. Oh, yeah, just great. One, just one co- comment I've had from my cousin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Oh, listener feedback from your family? Let's yeah. see how this is going to degrade Previously, me. my family, had, their feedback has been, wow, I didn't know Scott was gay. Yep. Because... That's something you revealed. No, po- that's something you revealed. <laughs> you made a little joke. You yeah. wanted me to jump in and yeah. and cut you off and I say, didn't... no, 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 I'm not gay. Yeah. But I didn't, and I let it hang there. I've still had family dinners where people thought you were gay, so... Yep. It, was this good. before the podcast? <laughs> no, it was recently, recently. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, um, my cousin... What's he, he, what's he got to say? He watched the thing recently, and he, he sort of just said to me, like, oh, do you guys... um, Do you guys listen to or watch Mr. Sunday movies? Did he really? Do you guys listen to The Weekly Planet? Oh, no. (laughs) And I was like, ha, Scott does. And that's... Yeah. And if you're listening to Scott speak, he maybe rips off James a bit (laughs) with his mannerisms. Did you know... In the five minutes that this podcast has been recording, I've already referenced uh, oh, really? The Weekly Planet once. Wow. I found out that story about the Burger Kings okay. in Queensland by listening to The Weekly Planet podcast. Wow. Okay. So, yes, James we are fans Claire, of that. if you're listening, but I put us on your network. <laughs> um, yeah, we're big fans. But, yeah, I would say you're... Um, you're homaging them. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're not. You're not uh, copying. No. 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 You're homaging. I would never. <laughs> I would never steal a joke from another comedian. We are the Tarantino. We would compare mm. ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, just a, <laughs> well, that's I, that's good to uh, thought I'd let you know that to know. Yeah. But I think you've been better at it recently. I think you're you're coming into your own. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything here because I have no original content. So. <laughs> Continue. Give give me a thought. You've All got a thought. Right. For oh, this just week. a little bit of thought. More of a fact. I was going to tell you. Oh, anyway, yeah. we've we've talked recently about how, um, with regards to watching Silence of the Lambs last week, about how because when things come out and they're original, um, yeah. they sort of have new things that were original at the time and the, and have since become a tropes or just common common things occurring in cinema. Yes. And we were talking about how is that a is that something that damages when you go back and watch something that was original for the time and was a big deal? Yeah. But I was just wondering, do you think that having that original or being a pioneer of something in film is always a good thing? And do you think they always get praised for it no matter what? Uh, well, the example or the fact I was going to tell you yeah. <laughs> is sort of just how I've come to this. Okay. Um, a documentary from the 1920s, Nanook of the North. Uh, it's about a guy who documented. <laughs> you mean documented? He, he documented. Um, he went and filmed Inuits or Eskimos. Awesome. And, but because he couldn't fit his camera inside of the igloo, he constructed 
half an igloo so he could sit his camera just outside. Oh, that's cool. And then he could film. He could, but and but that means that the things going on, he wasn't just observing. He had sort of meddled in a way. Yeah, he right. Meddled, yeah. and it wasn't entirely truthful. Is it true documentarianism? Now he was he was praised for this because mm. it was you know creative. Oh wow, a creative solution because he couldn't get his camera inside. Yeah, praised. But that sort of manipulating the real is today known as reality television. Ah, look, so that's a good point. He was pioneered for that, and he was praised. I guess. See, I, th- I do, I would still consider that to be different, mm-hmm. and I would also applaud creativity. Yeah. If, if he came out and said, "Yeah, bloody got my little bloody camera, and I managed to fit it in there, all just fine." Yeah. Then that's lying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he he constructed a set basically, yeah. and that's fine. That's a good thing. But reality TV, I think, is completely, you know, like entirely fabricated. Well. Yeah. Yes, mostly mostly fabricator. There yeah. are some good reality TV shows. Bloody uh, Survivor. Oh, we love Survivor. <laughs> We're a big fan over here at Ignorance. Is <laughs> we this. should have a full Survivor episode. Man. Oh. <laughs> what would a what would a Survivor pet peeve be? Here's another improv set. I just keep on doing uh, oh, prompts. A pet peeve of Survivor. I- I'll jump in. Yeah, um, okay. Telling the camera that you've got control of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because those those people usually go home the moment they say, "I'm in control of this game." Yeah, I've got everyone around wrapped around my fingers. I'm the puppet master. <laughs> oh. Nah, they're about to go. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting uh, fact that maybe sometimes pioneers do not always lead to yeah. um, necessarily good outcomes. So well, personally, <laughs> it was it was original for the time, and you know, I think he maybe deserved the praise. For this documentarianum yeah. in the 1920s, would you say that that is a creative solution or would you say that's fabricated reality? I definitely a creative solution. What else is he going to do, though? He couldn't get his camera in. What, what's what's he going to do? Maybe just not have a creative shot. He no, just he would just, he'll just have to leave. He would have to not shoot his film. <laughs> oh, I came all this way. Yeah. Hey, bloody hell. Hi. Guess what? 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 We watched a movie earlier today. Yeah. And that movie happened to be... A movie that you were very excited for. Incredibly. Content that was derived from an original source. Great yeah. book series. Yeah. Great main stars. Mm-hmm. You've got your Idris Elbe. Yeah, great stars. You've got your Matthew McCon. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Didn't know much else other people in there. I think they maybe. Sp- oh, actually, um, the guy who played Rorschach um, <laughs> oh, cool. was in there. Excellent. Well, explain what that movie is. Okay. Dark Tower, based on Stephen King's... Uh, his... Uh, Magnum Opus series, The Dark Tower, begins with The Gunslinger, and that's the book, the only book I've read. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, great. It centres on a gunslinger named Roland. Well, the, the books the books do. The books centre on a gunslinger named Roland, who is in a mystical land called Midworld. Okay. And it's sort of, the first book is sort of like a western. He's travelling across the desert and he's chasing the man in black. He's after the man in black. And we don't really know what the Dark Tower is in the first book at all. I had no idea what it was. I just know they're journeying towards the Dark Tower. General consensus of the series as a whole is it's a very weird, weird series. Yeah. Uh, some a lot of strange things go on it go on in it. Yeah. I know I know I think at one point I've heard there's a talking train oh, or something like that. Okay. <laughs> maybe a dream sequence. Maybe yeah. that's just the world they live in. Yeah. Can I just ask very quickly before you yeah. continue? Um sorry, what was the name of the land that they Midworld. Midworld. Okay, so in this Midworld, mm. is there room for the two of them? 
<laughs> you know, like uh, uh, th- this county ain't big enough for the two of us because <laughs> it's a western. Uh, is there room for <laughs> the protagonist and the antagonist? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, there is. Maybe. Okay, well, then maybe they get along. <laughs> you know, there's room enough for them. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> sorry. The second you said Western, I had that joke lined up, and then I, I couldn't find that's a good okay. time to butt in. So it, it would have been better with, with good timing. But, yeah. um, that's not how we do it here on Ignorance is This. <laughs> anyway, but in terms of worlds, there are multiple worlds. There is also the Earth world, which is a world like our own, whereas Midworld is more a far-off apocalyptic world set long after our world, in okay. a way. So. Keystone Earth is the name of our planet, yep. and that's that can be travelled to there with portals and stuff like that. So is Keystone Earth like a place that they go when they experience the past? No, it's just it's, a different plane it's just of existence. A different right. place, I guess. Okay. But yeah, that's basically what the series is about. And the movie took did a weird thing where it didn't adapt one book. It mm. sort of adapted all of them, and so... The movie is about some of the things that the book's about and has some of the events from the books, but it's largely just about the Dark Tower and the the, the man in black's plan to try and destroy it and yeah. Roland's supposed quest to protect it, but he's also just wants to chase down the man in black for revenge. So that's sort of what the movie's about, and the movie's taking ideas from all the books, I think. Yeah, okay. And I heard before the seeing the movie that supposedly the movie was set after the entire series. So, and you told me the other day as well that you also heard it was a prequel to the series. Yeah, I, see, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I wouldn't say that this movie is set anywhere in the book. It's just its <laughs> own thing, because yeah. the character of Jake, who's a, a boy from New York, is introduced in this movie. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is introduced Sorry. in this movie, but he's also introduced in the book to Roland, and they he doesn't know it's the first time they've met each other, so it can't be set after. I don't think. So you said before that the the book is quite focused on Roland. Yes. And now is is Jake in it to a like a any length of a degree? Yeah, Jake is in it. Jake but, is but it's not, not. He's not Jake the main. Is, it's not focusing on Jake though at uh, all. So the first couple of chapters, it, is well, about... at least at least the book I've read, it doesn't focus on Jake. And as far as I know, I don't think the rest of the series focuses on Jake either. Yeah. So anyway, now I, I was very excited for the movie because this that's why I read the book because I thought, wow, Stephen King's mag- magnum opus, and a lot of people have said it can't be turned into a movie. Mm. Like this, 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 his series can't be turned into a movie. And I would agree with them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. can't be turned into a good movie. See, this should be a TV show. Yeah. Or this should be a, a series of movies at it least. It should, yeah. How did they allow this to happen? I don't know how, how they did decided. Stephen King let this happen to his baby? The I know. A, a book series that he said in promotional material that I watched before going into this movie, right. where he says, this is the book series that I just can't stop writing and I keep coming back to it. If yeah. he has so much love in his heart for it, yeah. how can he supervise this script? I don't script? know. I think maybe Stephen King doesn't understand films. I think Stephen it- King is the kind of guy to get a... Big old bloody big thumbs up to himself when he hears someone say, yeah, well, the book is better than the movie. Yeah. And maybe, he's letting maybe that's bad all movies he wants. happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he wants. Yeah. To Just... create a bad name for movie adapted. And when The Shining <laughs> came out and people loved it, he was like, well, I bloody hate it. So, like, he can't. Oh, really? Did yeah, he not he, like yeah, The Shining? he notoriously hates The Shining wow. films. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the film. That's, that's strange because Shining's probably the best of his adaptations. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I re- was really excited for this movie, as, as we've just said. And now, I didn't tell you this, 
And I'd, I've now I've avoided all the trailers, all the stuff. You've I done very well. I'd done very well. I didn't even know if it was bad or good. Didn't mm. know that. Yeah. Did you know if it was bad or good yes, before going to see it? Yes. Did you think, from, based on the trailers, that it was going to be a not great film? Well, I, I, look, it's it's difficult because the whole point of a trailer is to to showcase the best bits. And when you when you release three different trailers and sixty percent of the trailers are the same, mm-hmm. you start to realize, oh well, either they're holding back information, which is good, mm. or they don't have enough cool shit to show you. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know the shot. You you watch the trailer mm. when we got back from the cinema today, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the gunslinger's Idris Elba. <laughs> Sorry, Idris Elba's the gunslinger. Yeah. Um, Throwing, throwing up some bullets into the air, and then he catches it in in the yeah. the barrel of his gun yeah. twice, and then doing a shot. That yeah. was in every trailer. Yeah, okay. And it, like, I got sick of it. And to the <laughs> point where I saw it on screen, I was like, thank God I will never have to see that shot again. <laughs> it looks great, and the, and the VFX looks amazing. And I really liked also when he when he just reloaded his gun, he just... Spun the revolver, yeah. the revolver as fast as he could, and the bullets just dropped into their place. Crazy, it's so really good. cool. And, and it does show. Okay, this guy is a professional, and he's notorious, and he's like essentially a like a, like a myth to the people yeah. of Midworld. Mm-hmm. So they did that well. Mm-hmm. I I watched it. I realized after the first one, I was like, oh, do I have to? I'm gonna have to. All right, I'm watching the second one now, mm-hmm. and I clicked on it, but I didn't really feel too hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And even though like you you can't garner an ax- an actual um like real expectation mm. i was i found myself going oh, i don't want to watch this again because it's basically the same yeah okay and yeah so it, i did Do you reckon that's a sign yeah. of a bad movie because because well, we've on some of the bad movies we've watched all the trailers they're like they just show you as much cool stuff as they can yeah if they're trying to show you as much cool stuff as they can they're probably a bad bad flynn yeah and it i mean if you don't have good material in your film you can't make a great trailer really yeah but actually disagree um disagree against my own point the suicide squad trailer was notoriously like that went viral yeah because you know bohemian rhapsody and all that yeah that was a also notoriously terrible film so so the trailer kind of saved that or maybe Mm. raised expectations too much but i feel like this movie just didn't have anything yeah (laughs) i don't know it 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 was it was quite boring to watch in a way and i was sort of like is this gonna be over soon or is this going to get any better it's a, and i was really disappointed because yeah i've been excited and i was half excited when they showed scenes that i had read about in the books but as far as i can tell there was only one scene that was really like anything okay from the books and it wasn't even really the same as i've explained there's a there's sort of this mythical entity in in the film and jake is drawn to it and it sort of becomes his father and then it just elba kills this this thing because it's actually a giant creepy evil monster thing or a, some spirit entity and he's like oh well it resembles whatever you fear yeah but in the books it's very different as i explained to you it's actually <laughs> it's actually a succubus that roland has sex with so very mer- very major different yeah. the movie was m-rated and that was unfortunate because the books are brutal there is yeah. a, like a lot of serious death and you know it's it doesn't hold back it's got Classic Stephen King. He'll you take it to places you didn't think it would go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, before we were going to watch this film, yeah. I did a fuel up. I went to the petrol station. When I went inside, the cashier was very exuberant, very exuberant cashier. Okay, that's good. And he was like, 
oh, so what are you doing tonight, man? Are you got any plans? And I was like, sort of like, just didn't want to say, I just want to say nothing. But I was like, I'm going to watch a film. I said to him, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie. He's like, oh, great. What movie are you going to watch? And I was like, I'm going to watch The Dark Tower. And he's like, oh, great. Haven't heard good things. Oh, no. But maybe it's better than the books. And I turned around and I was like, furious. I've avoided <laughs> whether this film was going to be bad or good for so long. And then he has to ruin it right before I'm about to go see it. That, oh, that was infuriating. Yeah, I was really mad. Yeah. Very uh, you mad. You looked mad, actually, when you walked back. You yeah. didn't tell me that this happened. No, I didn't. But And ever since then, I could start to pick up on things you were saying, because I thought, oh, yeah. now Sc- Scott knows it's not good either. He's giving little... You wanted to go see another movie, Logan Lucky. You're like, oh, we should just go see Logan Lucky. I was like, yeah, because you don't want to see this, because you know it's bad. <laughs> and I was, oh, I was really angry. And hmm. And when the film opened, I was like, oh, my God. Is this going to be a bit different? Because the opening of the film was it had Stephen King weirdness, where there was these people with with face out faces. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, it's going to be weird. And then, then it went to Jake, <laughs> little old New Yorker boy, just hanging out in his apartment. Now, what I've written here, and my largest complaint of the film, <laughs> Jake has become the main character. Yeah, effectively turning the film into a young adult film. Yeah. Young adult film like The Maze Runner or like or like Hunger Games or like Twilight or like Divergent where it has to be a kid and he's special yeah. for no reason other than he was born being special. And it's, and it's like, oh, my God, you've turned this into a stupid young adult film. The trailer and the books aren't even targeted at kids or teenagers. They're... They're they're for adults, really. Yeah, okay. And it was like the movie was trying to hype up that, oh, it's going to be like the book. It's going to be the gunslinger and stuff. And I just thought, these stupid writers, and I'm so annoyed at Sony once again. Oh, yeah. Well, what a surprise. They recently released the Emoji movie, and I thought, oh, no, they're making The Dark Tower. So I'm so mad at them. So mad. The writer misunderstands what the hell he's bloody writing about and what he's bloody adapting. He adapts just like Hollywood would expect him to d- adapt this. The stakes are so out of proportion that they like they're not realistic. So the stakes are just oh, if you don't stop the dark tower, uh, if you don't stop the explosion of the dark tower, the universe is going to end. Yep. Stupid stake. I don't. Again, I haven't read the whole series, so I don't know if that's the stake in the series. But I know in the Gunslinger, that's not the stake. There's there's higher stakes than the Gunslinger. There's so- real death going on. So what's the stake? Is it T-Bone? Is it... <laughs> Sorry. Well, in in the first Gunslinger book, it's Jake and Roland on a quest, and the threat is that Jake might be harmed by the man in black, and you don't want Jake to get harmed by the man in black. So that's the stake, I guess. Okay. And that's sort of in this too, but Jake's just built as this special little happy child that is the source of all the universe, and he's the only one that can do anything. So in the book, does it in it does it explain... Jake's motivation, like he's he has these visions. No, and... Jake doesn't have visions. He was just drawn into the world. I think. It, well, again, I don't know the whole series, but in the Gunslinger, he's hit by a car while being in New York, and then he just suddenly ends up in Midworld. And yeah, but before he got hit by the car, he was angry at all the taxis driving past him. Yeah, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm walking here." Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go. Yeah. So, so you're saying that in. Like within within the first like couple of chapters of the, 
you said actually there's only five chapters, right? There's like five chapters. Doesn't even Jake's not even in the first one. It okay. starts with Roland. It starts with Roland yeah. on his quest, and Jake falls into his life okay. rather than being about Jake, and then Jake falling into Roland's life, which is like the movie. Yeah. Okay. Because the movie wants to focus on a little kid so that it can appeal to everyone, and so he can be the special snowflake that he is, <laughs> with his. His shine, as they call it. He has the shine. Shine is code for special snowflake. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shine is code for I, I'm a boy wizard or I'm, <laughs> or I, you know, I stopped Voldemort or I was born being divergent or I was, I was I'm, born I, being I, divergent. I, I was, I'm Maze Runner and I'm different because my brain's different. Like things that were also very Hollywood, millennial references to please millennials. Like, to please young people. Do you have an example? Uh, the only example, well, really, but, like, they just had to work it in. You know, now, you know, the quote they kept repeating, which is, like, a good, cool line from the book, was, um, I do not, I do not, um, shoot with my gun. <laughs> yeah, okay. He who shoots with his, no, yeah. No, I'm going with... to let you butcher this as much as possible. <laughs> I'm butchering this line so bad. It's something along the lines, of, I do not shoot with my gun. He who shoots with his gun has forgotten the face of his father. I shoot with my heart. Very good. So, something along those lines. But they, they just had to, like, make a little, make it funny, you know, turn that cool line into a funny joke where they're on a bus and they see some, like, girls going on a girls' night out. And they're like, hey, won't you join us? And then he's like, these girls have forgotten the face of their father. Mm. And it's like, I guess it's sort of funny, maybe, but it's yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. Making a cool quote from the thing into a little joke for teens, sure. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, might that might actually be a quote from the book, and maybe it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But to me, it was like, uh, screw that. <laughs> um, I think the core of the Dark Tower series is that it's about the journey. Some of the books you can read as standalone because they, they oh, take wow. big detours from the actual main plot. Cool. And it's not, even though the main plot's there... I'm pretty sure Stephen King just, you know, he's just wrote wrote some of them as standalone because he started writing this when he was 18. He didn't even have an ending planned. So he's just written books and then there's sort of a main arc. Mm. But they, for some reason, that's the bit people like, by the way, that there's, they can, like some of the stories are just really good stories. But they decided to make this about the main arc and turn that into the plot of the film. Oh no, let's skip all the really cool stuff that everyone likes. Let's just make this about the main arc story. And I think that's what they've done. And I think they've done bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know if this is going to be planned to turn into a series? Because I don't think so. I don't. Well, th- I don't see how it can. Yeah. <laughs> S- spoiler alert for the movies. You would have got a spoiler alert at the beginning of the show. But if mm-hmm. you just tuned in on Nation, the main antagonist mm-hmm. um, is killed at the end. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry if you just tuned in <laughs> after my second warning. <laughs> um, but then at the end, he's kind of like. Yeah, bloody, how about you come hang out with me a little bit more, you little you little gunslinger? I'm going to teach you the ways. <laughs> okay, are we expecting to see more adventures from those two or not? Yeah. Also, there was just this really annoying bit. One of the notes I wrote down was, the gunslinger teaches Jake how to shoot, and he's very impressed that the fact that he gets him, he's very proud, he has mm. a big smile on his face. But then the next thing he says is, the shine is your weapon. And guns are mine. But why were you teaching him how to shoot? <laughs> Do you know what? Literally in that same scene, you were teaching him how to shoot a weapon, and then you say that the weapon's something else. Again, I'm going to be a book nerd and just say that in the book, <laughs> it's not like the movie. Um, <laughs> the gunslinger tells how he became a gunslinger, and it's like a really hard test you have to do to be a proven gunslinger. Oh, okay, wow. And it's like yeah. one of the best parts of the, of the book, in my opinion, where he becomes the gunslinger. Um, and it's like he he go through through hell to become what he is, mm-hmm. but 
in Jake, he just does a little bit of a monologue. They shoot some cans. Oh, yeah. And, right. you know, shoot... Jake's yeah. a certified gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> because, he, again, he's got the special snowflake ability. And that's why he can do what he can do. Yeah. And I, now I just wanted to bring up a point that, and this would have been my thought at the start of the show, but it's sort of in relation to the Dark Tower. Um, when people say like, oh, this book series can't be adapted. Yeah. Can't be adapted. Yep. Do you know what I think that's in partially code for? I think people who say that are somewhat right. But I think what they really are saying is Hollywood can't adapt this. Mm. Hollywood, Hollywood can't take this story for what it is right now and make a faithful, good movie. The only people who could make a good movie out of it is someone who is willing to take risks and, you know, stick with the original story and maybe, you know, be a bit independent about things. <laughs> okay. And not be so crowd-pleasing, you know. Because, in my opinion, the first book, The Gunslinger, could be perfectly adapted into just The Gunslinger. You could okay. cut not much from that, and I reckon you could have a pretty solid movie. Wow, well, all right. But it, it would have a strange ending that's not so Hollywood, mm. and I think that's where the issue lies. Other movies where people say, this is perfect for a movie, Hunger Games, that was written like a movie in some ways, like the act structure. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you watch The Hunger Games and read the book, they're very similar. Yeah, and I had. I yeah. read the books after I seen the first yeah. movie, yeah. and completely was able to follow along and enjoy it for as yeah. imagining the characters and the plots. Yeah. And the, Not and much the from movie. the book was cut at all. No. And that's what people mean when they say, this is, a, this is like movie material, this can be adapted, because they don't have to change much. Yeah. If they have to change much, that's your issue. And it was for The Dark Tower, because they pretty much just took bits from the whole series, lumped it together in one big sum and said, this is what you're getting. And yeah. everyone said, no. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, that's my little take. <laughs> hot take. That that's, was a, that's my that was a very hot, hot take. take. Yes. And I also wrote here, I could have written a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I could have adapted The Gunslinger into a good movie. <laughs> anyway, okay. that's my thought. And I think the trailer, I think if I had seen the trailers for this, I don't know what I would have thought. I think I would have been tipped off that it wasn't going to be great. Like, again, some it, some of the shots in the trailer are really cool when Roland's shooting his guns. Yep. That's probably maybe the only saving grace with some of the action scenes. And also just general acting, I think, in general. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey was quite good when he could just do his thing. Yeah. When people walked into the apartment, he was sort of there waiting for them in his mysterious tone. Yeah, oh, I did like that scene. Yeah. But I still think that he... It just wasn't very charismatic, I suppose. Like, it just seemed very one-sided of just like, oh, this is my character. I'm evil. Yeah. That's it. I'm evil man. I'm man in black. So when it it became that scene where he was just hanging out in the kitchen, he's making himself breakfast or making himself a Yeah, he he was like, I'm making myself chicken because we don't have this where I come from. Yeah, exactly. So that that was just a little bit of extra depth to the character. And that was one of the more memorable scenes because it was the only scene that had the slightest bit of depth. Everything else was 2D. It was the only thing you had any sort of character development from from him, I guess. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like wasted actors. They were really... I I liked them. I liked their casting choice there. This did, is just did bad. One, this is one hundred percent proof that you can get, and we're learning this right now in <laughs> our university degree. Yeah, you can have the best sets, best actors, best. You can have the biggest budget in the world, mm-hmm. but if your script is bad, yeah, that is a bad film. And, yeah. and 
the quote that I will always remember that we heard only a couple of days ago from our, actually yesterday from our tutor, mm. was if your script is bad, audiences will be able to smell it from a, a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Like they can smell a stinky script. Yeah, and they will call you out on it straight away. You can yeah. have you can have people in Hollywood saying like, "Yeah, this is fine because you've cut back here, and that's good." Yeah, because that means it's less time for us or less money that we have to spend. Mm-hmm. But the audiences will not forgive you for that. Yeah. Do you know what the budget was for this? No idea. Sixty million dollars. What's that in comparison to other things? Uh, Logan <laughs> Lucky was thirty million dollars. Okay. Hmm. And what was the better movie? Definitely Logan Lucky. Definitely. We're going to do Logan Lucky next week, by the way, guys. Yeah. Get excited <laughs> for that, because I have a lot of thoughts. This this is your episode and next week. <laughs> yeah, episode. you get Logan Lucky next week. I get the comedy. What a, what a surprise. <laughs> I'm going to quickly just say a couple of notes that I wrote down. Uh, we won't dwell on it, because I'm very excited for the other two segments. <laughs> Everything about this was a cliche. Mm-hmm. Everything. Right. You've got your kid that has adults that don't believe his abilities. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. got... Uh, you know what I hate? And you know what I actually hate? Yeah. And, I, and I didn't realize I hate this until I saw this movie. Oh, quick pet peeve. Here it comes. The way, yeah, here, here's another pet peeve. The way that Hollywood treats psychiatrists. Yeah. You know, if you go to a psychiatrist in a film, that mm. means you are mental and they will say... All right, come on, mate. Just bloody get a little bit better. Yeah. It's the same thing as, like, in that recent episode yeah. of Rick and Morty. Hollywood, I mean, Hollywood psychiatrists are a bit dicks, yeah, in a way. Yeah, they're big dicks. They're bloody big dicks. <laughs> and, and just, yeah, if you if you go there, your either character is being told by a psychiatrist that you should get over it, mm-hmm. or just, like, the character is just moping that, oh, I have to go to this bloody psychiatrist today, and they mm. just, they take all of my money. That's a bloody, that's like an actual... Yeah trope from gta 5 like the whole point is like okay how about you come for another session tomorrow and then the next day and that's 300 dollars each thank you very much <laughs> and he's characterized as kind of like a mustache twindling kind of guy mm. anyway i just hate that yeah yeah so e- everything about this movie was a cliche yeah there was a moment where jake was talking to idris elba mm-hmm. about not giving up on the tower okay now, I don't know anything about this movie except for the whole point of the gunslinger is to protect the tower. Isn't that his entire reason of existence? I th- um, like, isn't that his entire goal? The gunslinger's goal, goal is, is somewhat unclear, but he wants, to reach, he wants to find the man in black so he can find the tower. He doesn't know what the tower does. Yeah, but why is he I'm pretty so, sure. He was so quick to give it up. Yeah, I don't know. The whole, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, they, they had this fake sort of... Things are bad, but things never... I don't know. Yeah. I read a comment saying, if there is an adaption of the Dark Tower where Jake is giving a pep talk to the gunslinger about protecting the tower, mm. they've done something wrong. Oh, really? That should never... That shouldn't be... Like, I've never read the books. Yeah. But that is, that is what I read today. Right. Well, because, yeah, Jake's incredibly ignorant in the books. He he doesn't know how he got there. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. It, it, the gunslinger is sort of protecting him and leading him on his way. And the gunslinger in the book is actually manipulating Jake in some ways. Mm. He's bringing him along because he has his own selfish reasons for doing so. And that was a little bit explored in this. Uh. The, well, the man in black said, the only reason why he's bloody hanging out with you. Yeah, you right. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't even like you that much, you know? (laughs) She's only with you to get with your friend. (laughs) There were two CGI-heavy monster battles in Midworld, um, but the rest of it just felt very empty and boring. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a single location that wasn't the place... Uh, either in like a industrial, like closed off blue uh, warehousey area, <laughs> yeah. 
or the actual uh, the spot where the CGI battles happened. Yeah, yeah. Can't think of it. And I, I think the story would have been so much more interesting if it took place mostly in Midworld rather than New York because and films they, have to be set in New York. They you know? went back there. They they yeah. they had them. They had that location, and then they went away, and that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Jake made the active decision to get out of there, and now he's being brought back. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? Jake didn't actively do. <laughs> you play what? Just a, just a minor thing. Characters should prob- should um, make choices during the plot. Yep. Um, AKA don't do what Rogue One did and yeah. have your characters not actually make any choices for themselves. Get told where to go and what to do. Yep. Jake, remember when he was attacked by the floorboard monster? Yes. Oh, I hated this. <laughs> and guess what? Guess how he got out of the floorboard monster? Uh, it, it just disappeared. It just let him go. It just let him go it and just... then he got out of it. He just exploded. Nothing and I was happened. thinking, well, how did that happen? I think later is explained because he was a special snowflake. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's a special snowflake and he had the ability and only people with pure abilities can do that. Mm-hmm. You didn't see him do anything. He yeah. struggled for a bit and then the, yeah. and then the floorboard monster blew up. Anyway, last couple notes. That was the bit where I said uh, Elba teaches Jake how to shoot and he's impressed. Then he says, the shine is your weapon. For some reason, that really ticked me off. <laughs> the man in black killed everyone that Idris Elba had ever loved or travels with. Mm-hmm. But it is never touched upon how their story began or any other like previous relationship that they've had, any no. other story. They no. did not... It was literally, yeah, well, I've killed all of his companions and all of his family because mm. he's the one that is resistance to my magics. Mm. See, I think, I think that's something sort of slowly revealed in the books. He sort of reve- uh, realises that people that have died in the past have actually been a result of the man in black, but he didn't know that. Well, if you're going to condense the entire story into one movie, then have that bit in. Yeah. You're not going to explore it further because you killed your main villain. Mm. I hated this. I yeah. hated it. I hate it because when I was reading the guns thing, I was like, oh, this would be such a cool movie and yep. I would love to make something like, like this. This would be amazing. Like that scene would be amazing. That scene would be amazing. And they did nothing good in this that was anything like that one book I've read. Didn't have the tone. It wasn't weird like actual Dark Tower is. Didn't feel read like Stephen King. No, it didn't feel weird. It wasn't weird and horror. It was just everyone has magic powers and there's worlds and let's let's throw some baddies in there. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of CGI monsters in the world and that's how we can tell yeah. that it's a bit weird. And you know they had script issues because there were so many things in the trailer that aren't in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were reshoots for this movie. Oh, okay. Where? Because <laughs> it was all bad. Yeah, it was all what bad. What did they fix? All know. right. Let's go back into a song and let's just settle down a bit because I'm really riled up. Okay. Okay. Just off the back of our previous chat about the Dark Tower. Yep. And just, let's just do some ratings. Just uh, quickly saying that I will give it an F for fail in the movie. <laughs> yep. Based on having known the books, it made me even more angry. Um. <laughs> I'll give the the trailers a uh, a pass because yeah. they weren't bad. They were just ordinary. Would you be Would you be grossed out if I said I'm just going to give the movie a pass, like a fifty percent? That's okay. Like you didn't like, yeah. Like fine. It, it was fun watching Idris Elba on screen. Okay, because I love him. Yeah, and and I think he he saved it in the only way that he can. There are worse ways to spend an afternoon. The yeah. Emoji Movie, also made by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I'm giving it a P, and I'll also give the trailer a P. Okay, okay cool. Average to bad. Yeah. All right, let's bloody let's do the, the rotten tomato. We game is acute. The fruit this is, is a game in which we play on ignorance. Is this every couple of weeks where I provide some movies, I present them to Ollie, and he tells me the rotten tomato score of that movie, the best of his knowledge, within five percent plus or minus. Yep. 
So, and there's also usually a little bit of a theme. Alrighty, give me your first movie and I'll try to identify this theme with my sleuth eye. <laughs> what percentage did Kubo and the Two Strings get? Ooh, I know it was done well. It was good. I'll say 88. Mm. No, what you bloody play? idiot. Not even <laughs> close. Uh, 97%. Oh, wow. Very, w- very good. It is something that I definitely want to watch. Mm. Um, all right. What about the, uh, like, your, kind of your Transformers-ish, your Pacific Rim? <laughs> Pacific Rim. What do you uh, reckon? I think it was... Um, was it bad? Or was, was it great? It was, was it somewhere in the mid? Six. D three in in the mid world, eh? Oh no, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> no, seventy one percent. Ah, a little bit, okay. a little bit higher than that. I was picking either that or um, Prometheus. Oh yeah, and that is they're like, both like mixed. Yeah, but really, sort of good. Really, just average to, but you'll forget about it in two years. If I made a movie, I'd really be happy with seventy percent. Oh, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. All right. What about um? Cult classic, cult comedy classic, Tropic Thunder. Mm. Oh, I love that move. I think it's 88. Again, come on now. Oh, he's he's doing the math. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> By 1%. It oh. was... Um, <laughs> that's, that's why I had to do the math. Uh, Tropic Thunder has a score of 82%. Oh, you're kidding. Yep, sorry, okay. buddy. You, you're, you're, your plus five would have got you to 81. <sighs> Um, uh, American Gangster. Now, there's no Rotten American Tomatoes gangster. score. There's no American. Uh, sorry, there's no Rotten Tomatoes score. It has 86% on Pitchfork, um, four out of five on Rolling Stone, and an A minus from the AV Club. Oh, sorry. I think you're I, an idiot. I think I, I think you, I, I think I, I think I have mistaken. Um, sorry, I was looking up the Jay Z album American Gangster. Oh. No, there's a movie called American Gangster. Oh. It's got, it does have a Rotten Tomatoes oh, score. Oh, I see. You're, you're making little... <laughs> Before the show, I prepared Ollie by saying, I've got a really good joke lined up. And it, it went over my head. Yeah. There's a, there's a Jay-Z album called American Gangster. I was like, Gangster. okay, if it doesn't have a Rotten Tomatoes score, why are you giving me other scores? Aren't I supposed to be guessing those? American Gangster? I didn't even know what that is. I'm sorry. I sh- um, no, I'll say um, 50. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> what is it? A a uh, a valiant guess, but uh, no, it's got it's got a solid eighty percent. Everything that I've give, presented to you what has is done American quite good. Uh, it's a movie featuring, um, well, spoiler alert, Idris Elbe. Okay, I'll, I'll do a quick summary because I would like to know as well. And considering that it is um, quite well received, mm. Frank Lucas, played by Denzel Washington, earns his living as a chauffeur to one of Harlem's leading mobsters. Oh, no. After his boss dies, Frank uses his own ingenuity and strict business code to become one of the inner city's most powerful crime bosses. Mm. Meanwhile, veteran cop Richie Roberts, played by Russell Crowe, senses a change in the mob's power structure and looks for ways to bring his opponent to justice. Oh, interesting. It was released in 2008 and is directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, wow. I'm surprised I've never heard of that. It's also got the guy that plays Black Panther and Josh Brolin as well, bloody Thanos as well. Bit of Marvel there. And a bit of um, Heimland. Is it also <laughs> called Gangster, uh, Gangster Squad? No, that's something else. That's, that's something else, you idiot. Like that's, that's featuring that's Emma Brolin. Stone. I feel like that's got Josh Brolin in it too, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, so out of the uh, four, so far you've got four. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> ah. Now, what... Do you think the Dark Tower has received critically? 
I don't. I, I want to say maybe it got mm. thirty-eight. Mm. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm gonna say it's lower than that. I know I'm not right. Oh, I'm already wrong. But I'll say lower than that. The Dark Tower has sixty percent. Whoa. If you're on bloody IMDP, sixteen oh. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, good. Sucked in, you stupid Sony dickheads. And sucked into IMDb for putting a movie in between six and eight percent again. <laughs> yeah. This is IMDb. a terrible movie. They're you, terrible. That you got me so good. I was like sixty percent. <laughs> Who the hell was thinking that? All right. All right. Cool. So. Well, I'm sorry, Ollie, but you didn't seem to pass okay. that one. Time for a bloody new segment. Ooh, a new segment? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, sorry. wait, you plan a, new segments? A change in segment. Oh, you have me all hyped. This is... Well, you should be hyped anyway because you get to listen to your famous theme. <laughs> Morley. Morley. World's worst It's time for Pet Peeves. <laughs> Uh, when we were listening to the theme just then, Oliver was mouthing along to the gunshots. Yeah. All right. I was doing I missed some of them, though. <laughs> Ollie, do you want to know about a pet peeve that I have? Okay, tell me a pet peeve. I don't have examples that are played because this is a visual thing that yeah. I don't like. Mm-hmm. I hate it in movies when the the director or the writer has the stones on them <laughs> to get a character to be shot through the forehead. Straight through the head. Okay. But they don't have the balls, sorry, stones, <laughs> to show, like, a big explosion in the back of their, in the back of their head, uh-huh. or there's blood going everywhere and the head's just, like, exploded across the room like it would in real life. Okay. Guess where I saw this? <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Tower. This is something that I actually had in my phone. And I was, oh, okay. and I had it, wrote this down. Oh, I said, wow. but I, but I've avoided it because it was a visual thing, and we prefer to have audio, like dialogue stuff, so I can yeah. play examples. Yeah. Uh, no, this happened in the movie today, and I thought it was a sign to mm-hmm. just get it off my checklist. I hate it when this happens, and I looked up other times when this happens, and there is the website TV Tropes has like a whole list of movies that this actually appears in. Oh wow. Yeah, it was called, like, A Pretty Shot to the Head or something like that. Like, there's no blood. So, That's a pretty good name for it. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End does this. Yeah. You wouldn't expect to see anything like that because it's a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. But there is the, one of the characters gets smashed in the head by a lead ball, which I assume... <laughs> they wrote lead ball. I'm going to assume that is a cannonball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight through the head, right? No blood. You don't see anything. Being in the context of pirates. Even your quite mature films like Casino Royale, there is a moment that happens in there. Do you know The Maiden Heist? No. Okay, great. <laughs> the Maiden Heist is a movie and this happens in it. And But there, a spoiler for The Maiden Heist in which this actually happens. This is a fantasy. Like, like this is like something that's happening in someone's head. Like shooting someone through the head is like something that's happening in their minds. Okay. But then again, you would think, well, is that really subverting this trope? Mm. Because if you're fantasizing it, you would probably expect to see more blood. You know, like if you if you're thinking about shooting someone in the head... You yeah. would, like, expect it to be, like, really crazy like, yeah. everything. Robocop does this. One of your favourite movies, Southern Psychopaths. Oh, yeah, I like that film. Um, the Illusionist. And there's there's two examples of this happening in The Watchmen. Oh, okay. Um, one of the characters, I don't know who they are because I haven't, yeah. I'd never finished it. <laughs> I watched half of Watchmen it Watchmen is MA rated. It's very violent. There's a bit where... A character gets shot through the head, and one of the characters is talking to that character, mm-hmm. and then they don't realise that he's been shot in the head. 
like it's still standing there. Oh, so this is bad because maybe you, the bullet just didn't exit the other side. Yeah, but like you, force, <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be falling down. Yeah, yeah, they would. So this, so this is the, the head. this is the least subverted trope. Like, like this happened to the most extent to the fact that a, a human alive character still thinks that that character that's just been shot in the face mm. is alive still. <laughs> you know, I want to have the superpower of being an M-rated film, <laughs> so that I can't, I won't bleed to death when I die when I get shot through the head. Uh, even in TV shows like Breaking Bad, spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, I will actually wait a couple of seconds. So if anyone wants to turn it off, because Breaking Bad is great and you should watch it. All right, bring it back. Tuco is shot in the head by Hank, and mm-hmm. there's barely even a noticeable wound. I actually oh, looked really? up this thing. There is a very small hole and very little blood. That's very strange because Breaking Bad and TV shows are allowed to do violence. They're not allowed to swear. Yeah. But they can do violence. They can do violence. And then basically uh, in this in this website that I was getting this list of names, basically every NCIS, X-Files, Bones, Law <laughs> yeah. and Order, all that kind of shit, uh, they won't show an actual... Yeah. Like, a realistic what a head would look like after a bullet goes through it. Yeah. And it was especially bad in the Dark Tower. <laughs> there was no blood. It was also, like, the main kill, because it was yeah. killing the man in black, and it was, like, a huge moment in slow motion. Yep. And... Straight through the forehead. Yeah. It was a... It looked like another eye. Like, it was, like, yeah. a straight-up hole through his head. Yeah. No blood. Maybe because he was a sorcerer. Maybe that's oh, why. Oh, bloody hell. Whoa. What are you, the publicist for this movie? Trying to <laughs> trying to avoid yeah, all no, of the yeah. critiques? Yeah, no, it's a good film, you see. Oh. <laughs> all right, well, bloody hell. We we've... should we should have a segment maybe where you come up with a bad film and then you say the bad things, and I'm uh, the producer character, oh, and yeah. I have to tell you why that doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> well, don't spoil it. Let's uh, let's let's save that great bit for later. Okay. Well, bloody hell, Ollie, we've managed to make it to another end of. Ignorance is it this. It seems like every time I'm excited for a movie, it is doomed to fail. It has been The Dark Tower. Boy. It has been... What, what else have I been excited for? Nothing. You were excited for Baby Driver and it no, was great. I was excited for King Arthur. I was excited for Pirates of the Caribbean. That is your own fault. <laughs> that is your own fault to honestly get excited for Pirates of the Caribbean and King I Arthur. I thought it would be different this time. <laughs> Let's get... Onto the boring shit. It's the plugs, and then yep. we're going to talk about what we're going to watch next week. Yep, 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 yep. Bloody hell. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do by email at ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Head over to facebook.com slash ignoranceisthis and give the page a like and share some stuff, comment on our stuff, and we'll talk about you on the show. Also, there's a Twitter account that we're not very active on, <laughs> but that's... Uh, it exists. Twitter.com slash ignoranceispod. And there's mm. also a YouTube account... But we aren't allowed to change the URL of that. So, so that, it is gibberish. It's <laughs> youtube.com slash GH75161EATSONY. All right. I, I was wa- reading some letters there. I couldn't even I couldn't oh. even improv some letters. I had to read it from something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll listen to that back and see if you made a coherent word out of those. Anyway, next week we're gonna be watching Logan Lucky. We've actually already seen it, but yeah. we'll be doing that for the podcast. Neck a week, and 
as always, we like to end the show on a haiku. Yeah, I'm bloody... Now, I've written a little bit of a haiku about the Dark Tower this week. What's what's that? Oh, there's some beautiful music. Ooh, oh, wow. Ooh, okay. Ooh, settle down, everyone. Settle down. Listen, listen to me talk about the Dark Tower. Okay, here we go. What do we think about the poetry of this? Film adaptation of Dark Tower is about as faithful as Satan. Oh my god. <laughs> no, because he famously switched sides. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep.